Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. Shout out Drake. We got the whole crew here. Shout out Drake. <laughs> I get Drake. it. I get it. Because because he's from the sixth. Yeah, good joke, bro. It was actually a phenomenal joke. I liked it a lot. But we have the crew here. We have Tavy. Yep. We have Donnie. Yup. Maybe. Jaden. I really Bro. want some french fries right now. We have Donnie. I mean, we have Yeah. Who the fuck is Yeah? Every oh, time Billy. you introduce me, you... Wait, did I just cuss? Oh, my God. Every time. <sighs> you gotta cut that off, too. Bro. Do you really want me to restart? No, I don't. I don't. Just calm down. It'd be better if you anyway. say Oh! <laughs> oh my god. So anyways, we're going to get into our wide receiver and tight end rankings. Uh, we're also going to be touching on our top five rivalries in the NFL right now. So it's going to be an interesting podcast, as always, I hope. Yes, mm-hmm. and when he says Ooh. top five, it means we all give one rivalry, right? That would be fun. Yeah, that that's what we should do. I might not be prepared. <laughs> Me either. Good. Imagine. Anyways, you just um... make an all-time fullback. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just bullshitting with that because you niggas told me. Whoa, dude, we're gonna get. I got static in my city. You're not even black, like, dude. Or... That's copyright. Like, I'm not black. Not it's, it's, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be copyright, bro. I don't sound like the original. But you sound like Luzzy Vert. I don't though. You Who would like, like to start us said? off with our watch receivers? <laughs> um, Jaden. Wow. Okay. You know what you okay. start? Right. Not you. No, Not, yeah, yeah. Donnie, you start. Hey, okay. yo. I'm going to need y'all to stop with the... I'm going to need y'all to stop with the cussing. He's bro. doing it. Wait, who cussed? The person he that always cusses. Makes sense, yeah. Fucking God. I... Donnie, go ahead. God dang all right, it. All right, all right. <laughs> Number one. Wait, no, no, no. Start from, from five. Who's start from five? Yeah, I hope you do. I yes. hope you do. Yeah, that is how this podcast works unless you're talking about fold. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, then no. again, like, the five fullbacks even matter. Yeah. Oh my. Anyway. No four honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Wow, no, so you're gonna you you're gonna snub Christian Kirk like that? I I did. He's a wow. solid. He 13. said Christian Kirk, like he didn't just snub Andy <laughs> Isabella. He's fifteen. So you just so what? We're, we we love the Cardinals all of a sudden. Yes, yes they're just cool. Shut up, idiot. Niggas, niggas talking stop. About- <laughs> you the one, stop? The, the one, the one person who's in his division. Yes. Ted. Donnie, could you just get to the list? Number five, the fastest player in the league, Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God. Interesting. He's talking about Dre Archer, everyone. 
He's not in the NFL, Miles. He was cut three years ago. He shouldn't have been. He's You're right. You know, Tyreek Hill got burners. Very underrated whoa, and contested catches. He, he is not Kevin Durant. What are we talking about here? Just I mean, he could everything be. I've been telling you for the last you, three months. You, you uh, think he could be Kevin Durant? Yeah, just really short and not that good. So not Kevin Durant. Sorry. Got everything else down. Do you need? He could have the same tendencies. Who knows? So what? He's gonna you know, Tyree Kill is really good at evading kids, though. Bro, it's getting really he, bad. Yeah, that, that's very, that's that? very ironic. That's so ironic. He's good he at evading the, the kids. You see the sports science video? No. Oh, my God. Out, like 50 of them. Oh, it, it, my God. It, is my he God. really good he at evading, though? Yes, bro. He juked out like 50 we of them. don't care. You're saying That's... he's good at evading or they can't avoid evade him? Like, what are you trying to say? Ah, he's good at evading. Both. Like, you got to Both. Both. Yeah, like, we heard Number four. A, a top two outrunner in the league. Maybe number one. Devontae Adams. <laughs> he got static in his city. I don't know what that man doing with that sound. He need to chill out. He's roasting you, clearly. He need to chill out. You just said that Tyreek Hill is good at evading kids. Yeah, he is. You need You're to chill out. Did you see the sports man. science? No. No, I he didn't. He outran like 50 of them. Because he, Why were there 50 whatever. kids around Tyreek Hill? They, because he told they would, them to hold up and they actually you you held watch up. It. I don't think you watched the full thing. That was only attempt number one. I'm just wondering. Did you see attempt two or three? No. I saw attempt seven. Anyways, continue. Who's your number three? Number three. I want to hear his explanation for four real quick. Yeah, I do too. Like, what? Sam. He he can run routes. He can run routes. Immediately makes him number four. So can Michael Gallup. No, he can't. But. No. Yes, he can. No, he's bad. Michael, if you're listening to this, you're a good wide receiver. Michael, if you're listening to this, leave the Cowboys and maybe we'll respect you. I won't. Um, and by I, I did say maybe. Donnie. Yeah. If Will Parks is listening, my you. man. <laughs> my man, Will Parks. And if Will Disley is listening, we all you're a goat. To be honest, if any of you are listening, can you promote the podcast? If Park, Jacob Hollister is listening, I'm sorry the Patriots cut you. But anyways, what's your explanation for number four? You know, just you look at Devontae Adams. That man has no help in the wide receiver core. You're an idiot. Has to do it all on his own. You're per- that was personally very stupid. Am I a joke to you? Alan yes. Lazard? Yes. Very much a joke to me. Well, if he doesn't have any help in the wide receiver core, wouldn't that make him look better? That's a very great point. Yeah, because he's that good. You know, teams can focus oh, in on him, and what? he still no, manages. He's, he's that so he he's that good. That's why he's going to get better. He's that yeah. good. That's why he doesn't have good wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Because he's that yes. good. Sounds like Not a team cancer to me. Can't get them around. He's him. that good, right? He's that good. That the if, Packers if, are like, we don't need more receivers. So hold on, hold we on, need hold a backup. Literally quarterback. lost in the NFC if, Championship. Yeah, that's their. That's the O line's fault. That's not Devontae's fault. He did his best. Hold on, let me get this straight real quick. Receivers that got open earlier, so the offensive line was less of an issue. So what I'm hearing is he's saying that. He's so good that everyone else is bad. 
But wouldn't that no. make him a team cancer? No, that's he not doesn't what I'm make his team. You interpreted better. that no. wrong. What he's saying, he's saying that he's so good, they don't need other receivers. Nah, they don't they think they need move. other receivers. But then he no, uses that no. as the excuse to, as to why he's so good. It's, it goes exactly. hand in hand, but it's like Stockton and Malone. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't like go Stockton hand in hand. Malone. It goes, it goes opposite. It go, they oppose each other. It's like Stockton There's and no Malone. Hand in hand. It's like yin and yang. Really? So. It, no, it's circular reasoning. Exactly. Yin it's and yang is like a circle, fallacy. bro. Now you got to no, think about yin, yin and yang. yang is, it's like a circle. No, they be going fallacy. around and around. It's a logical You can't have fallacy. one without the other. Just like we can't have a podcast without a stupid person, and you're fulfilling that role. You're right. Where's my bonus? You don't get one. You, None of us are getting paid. Actually cut. TV it's needs so a bonus stupid. for the first few episodes, though. Usually cranking out the stupid opinions. How about living the that present so, instead of the this past? Is, and this is why I wanted him to get to number three, because See, that might have been one of the worst explanations. Because y'all, y'all didn't let me explain fully. This is on y'all. No, we this did is on let y'all. you explain. You, you, you used the logical fallacy to explain. You look like a logical fallacy. Okay. You look like a dumbass. You can't say that? Choose your Sound words like more carefully. Nah, he can say no. that. He can say no. that. In this scenario, listeners, if you're listening... I think you understand the frustration levels that are going on right now. I think they're frustrated too. Nah, listeners, it's you need to understand. They being mad insensitive right now. Right. Yeah, because you're stupid. You're being insensitive to Marcus. This canceling feelings. Insensitive to my brain cells. You don't have brain cells. My ears, because you're spewing this bullshit. You don't have ears. I mean, he has to have brain cells to understand that you're. Talking in circles as your point. I'm not talking in circles if I haven't bro, been able to make thing, another bro, point. No yes, you have. Uh, you made two points, and they literally directly contradict. Because you, you ain't let me fully explain. You said the that point. he's so good they didn't need another no, wide receiver. That he's so good they don't not, think but... they need other receivers. You know they didn't try to target more receivers. Bro, they didn't okay, think that bro, that was a priority. Okay, bro, three, but at, but at the same time, you also said that that's the reason why he's good. Like the fact no, that no, no. I said he can benefit from that because there's no one else to target. You didn't allow me to finish what I was going to say. And him being the only receiver so, on the team, there's more attention on him. No, I'm not holding up because you're not letting me finish. Like, nah, there's more nah, attention nah, on him. Because you said, you said that you said that, but then you said we didn't let you say it. Because you didn't let me finish is what I'm trying to say. But, but you, you keep cutting me it, off so why did you say that you say it? I said that I said part of it and you didn't let me finish. But you didn't say part of it. I did. But you didn't. But I did. First of all, you are you're literally said this. doing the same exactly thing again where you're cutting you me off this. and not you letting me finish this, and get my but full you thought said out. that he gets more attention, which is logic. He gets more attention because he doesn't have many talented receivers around. But you're him. not letting me finish. The, I that's a, is that not your point? You won't let me get to my point because anytime I try to get to the point, one of y'all is interrupting me, trying to say and that I'm not making a, a point, point before I get to the point. You're not letting me get to the point. Maybe because it's a stupid point. All right, forget it. Number three, Michael Thomas. Broke the catcher's record, had the most yards in the league. Put him at three. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. He has the best hands in the league, in my opinion. And number one, Julio Jones. Just say he's the best receiver in the league. Pretty easy. Who wants to go next? Bro, I don't even know. 
I can go. Tavy, you can go. Oh, Tavy can go. Nah, bro, you got it. All right. Um, so I'm gonna start off a little controversial. Um, and honorable mentions, I guess I mentioned that boy Devontae. Um, other people, I guess I can mention um Keenan Allen, like you know those people that are up there. But let's get to the nitty gritty. We're gonna start off number five. I got DeAndre Hopkins. Whoa. I know. I know. Mm. I know. Whoa. Now, DeAndre Hopkins. Like going into last season, I thought DeAndre Hopkins was the best wide receiver in the league. I had him over Julio Jones at the time. And he's he still had a great season. I'm feeling like he's gonna have a slight drop off next season, mainly because you know he's working with a new offense. Um they also have a very talented receiver core around him, and I feel like he's not gonna get as much attention as he got in Houston. So I feel like he's going to get a bit of a drop-off and a decline. But he's, he's still going to have that talent. But production-wise, I think he's going to end up being like five. And at number four, I got uh, Brady's future number one target, Mike Evans. Uh, he can catch a lot of passes. He can. And I, I'm I feel like he's going to be a very bright spot. It's going to be – it's probably going to be the best pure wide receiver that Brady's played with since, you know, that boy Randy. Um, he's a girl, I feel man. like he's, he's going to have a huge year. He's going to have a huge year. Him, Godwin, Gronk. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what Tampa Bay – What about Cameron Brate? Cameron Brate, he can do some stuff too. O.J. Howard can do some stuff. Um, see, and that's – what? Why I have to disagree with what you're saying. I don't think he's number four for the simple fact that Tom Brady loves to spread out the football. And he's going to have a plethora of weapons in a new system that also ranking off of them? advocates for spreading out the football. So I don't think... I don't think Mike Evans is going to be putting up the numbers to put him at number four well, on this list because I think though? Brady's not going to be – Brady right. might target Mike Evans the most, but Chris Godwin's going to get I, I that, thought that, that we were ball just going off of who's the best. Gronk's going to get the ball a lot. O'Day right. I wasn't – I, I didn't think that this was a stat show. Yeah. No, I'm, just no, not I'm not saying he, it's a stat show, like, but I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm not – I'm just saying, he just put production into why he had DeAndre Hopkins 5. So, I'm saying if we're going – if production is part of it, I don't think Mike Evans I mean, but, put but up just that. because they're not getting receptions doesn't mean – I mean, like, it's hard to – because if you're, if you're saying it like that, then a guy like – Well, well, it's just hard to say say something like like that because with production, of course, he's not going to be getting the ball as much, but he's still producing. He's still producing at a high rate, and he does have other talented guys around him. That doesn't really deplenish his production. It just doesn't. It doesn't take away from his production. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, that, that like he's still going to be producing at a high rate. It's just going to be in different places. Now I, I want to go back to something that Miles was saying about um 
that boy Brady. Yes, he is notorious for, you know, spreading out the ball and, you know, getting everyone involved. However, comma, when he when he's presented with very, very, very talented receivers, he tends to quickly get them involved in the offense. Don't if you need any reference for that, you can go look at the only game that Antonio Brown played as a Patriot. Immediately I mean, but- Tom Brady came in and was like Hey, yo, this dude is really good. How about I get him the ball? And I feel like he's going to have the same mentality with Mike Evans. And and I feel like that is going to, you know, diminish some of the co-stars' stats. But I feel like Mike Evans is bound for a big year because Brady knows how good Mike Evans is. Here's what I see when you look at the production argument. I mean, they just have so many good players. They can run a two-tight end set like every play. Mike Evans isn't going to face that many double teams. So I don't see why his production mm-hmm. would get worse if he's like, I mean, it's Mike Evans. You can't just yeah. double team him because Chris Godwin will get open. Or you're going to be mm-hmm. giving up a running back in the flats. That's what you didn't worry about with old Tampa Bay because they went downfield so much. They rarely right. threw crossing right. patterns over the middle. Yeah. All right. It's, I don't yeah. think production. That's why I think it's really going to be very interesting to see that dynamic. All right. Yeah. Maybe like, Chris Godwin will. Whichever set, I know opposing defensive coordinators are going to be having nightmares going into Buccaneers games, man, because, like, how, how do you match for that? Like, for your secondary to try to, to, try to take away from that talented core. Because it really seems like you're just going to be getting torched all game, on paper at least. I mean, definitely. Because it's not even – because, like like I said, I mean, well, I didn't say that, but basically Tom Brady can throw the deep ball. And I think even at his age, he can still throw the deep ball fairly accurately. And I think when his receivers got open last year in New England, he proved that he could throw the deep ball. But I think the difference right now, especially – and even Bruce Arian said it himself. I'm paraphrasing a little. But he said that he had worked with past quarterbacks who had issues, like Billy just said, with taking checkdowns. They were too busy on moving the ball down the field. I think you know exactly what former quarterback he's talking about when he says that statement. <laughs> so I think if you got a guy like Tom Brady – who is notorious for not turning the ball over and is going to shout out my man, Zach Stromler, strong opinion sports. He's going to take the easy route every single time you give it to him. If you're going to give him a five yard in out dig, whatever you want to give it to him. If you leave that open, he's going to take it every time. But if you cover that up, he can make you pay down the field, which is why I think that this team is going to be better than they were last year. I think the offense is going to work better than they will last year. I think Tom Brady in a Bruce Arian system that relies so much on the quarterback's decision-making, mm-hmm. I think it's really a match made in heaven. So I think they're going to be – It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be really fun to watch. Definitely. All right, and so into the top three. Number three has the same as Donnie, that boy Michael Thomas. Um, 
he has an electric year. Um, can you guys not hear me? My bad, because I don't well, know. I my Wi Fi kind of lacking. I hear you. Okay. Um, I hear you. So, yeah. So, yeah, Michael Thomas, electric year receiving wise, uh, broke all sorts of records with multiple quarterbacks. I feel like he's probably going to have another season like that, even though they brought in guys like Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I feel like Michael Thomas really showcased how great he was last year, and I feel like he's going to continue on that track. However, I do have two people ahead of him. One of them is a guy that Donnie had on his list, and that's Tyreek Hill. Now, I know Tyreek Hill at number two could be a stretch for some. Nah. But I feel like people really overanalyze his speed and don't really look at how good of a receiver he actually is. Because, yeah, he can burn anyone, but at the same time, he's no slouch. He's, it's not like he's just out there only running verticals. Teams don't play like the he, Chiefs. He's definitely a deep. Like, with intent for him to get burned. They make sure they don't get burned by Tyreek Hill. That's why right. you don't see Tyreek Hill <coughs> catching 80-yard goal balls mm-hmm. down the field. He and could, he could like, catch a slant, uh, like a 10-yard slant and take it to the house. But right, you don't see teams right. giving him 80-yard posts because they, they have the game plan like, for him just as much as, like, any other receiver in the league. Exactly, and that shows that shows alone, like the talent level and the respect that opposing defenses have for the dude, because like actually draw up schemes to try to limit him, and he's still able to have these great outputs, showcases his talent, and like I said with Patrick Mahomes in the last episode, they're they're coming off of a Super Bowl, and I still I feel like they're 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 not gonna just settle. They're still hungry. They want to start a dynasty. I feel like they're going to sh- come out here and showcase exactly what they need to do and show exactly how talented they are. That's going to be a dangerous one-two punch for the next couple of seasons, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then um, to round off the list is a person who I can say again. I, I guess this is the third straight category where I can say unanimous number one, and that's Julio Jones. Um what what can you really say about Julio that hasn't been said before? You know, dangerous speed, dangerous catching, like like his catching ability, catching traffic, jump over you. Like it's 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 crazy how talented he is, and I feel bad that like I, I don't want to I don't want to speak too soon on it, but I feel bad that he might not ever get a Super Bowl appearance out of it because of you know the Super last Bowl? time they were in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh I'm, no. like another one. I meant. Yeah, like we saw what happened last time. That was rough. That was brutal. But I feel like I, – I really hate to say it, but I feel like we're really about to see Julio's career end up like how Calvin Johnson Larry was. Fitzgerald. Where, you know – He's kind of a corner Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald if you think too. about it. Yeah, because Larry Fitzgerald did make it and lose to the Steelers. But like you know, he was just he was just that good. I feel like Julio Jones is already an all-time talent, especially at, uh, at the receiver position. I'll take him over a lot of guys. Um, I'm, I call him top ten. <laughs> so I feel like he's gonna have another season proving why he's he deserving of that praise and why he's the best wide receiver in the league. All right. Yeah.
If I can, oh, if I can take the next list, I right. Uh, I'm gonna give my honorable mention to Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen is a very talented receiver. I think it's gonna be intriguing to see what he does with Tyrod Taylor. I think maybe a drop off in quarterback play from last season, but I think he might not be as risky as. Rivers was so, and if Keenan can get open, I believe in Tyra Taylor's ability to throw him the football. So, I think he could have a really good year. But at number five, I'm gonna put Devontae Adams there. I think he's like it's always been said about him, but he's great at creating separation for himself. He he can catch in traffic pretty well. He's good with the ball in his hands, and. Like Donnie said, even if he then went back on it, it was weird. He does generate a lot of attention towards himself in the likes of double teams. And, you know, it's a lot of fighting over those, especially with a wide receiver core that isn't really built. It's built around him, but there's not really a whole lot of talent elsewhere. So I think definitely, I think he definitely deserves this spot right here. number five. And number four, I have Tyreek Hill. And he he put up he had an amazing year. Mahomes had an amazing year, and they were both injured for stretches during last season. So I think if they can get a full sixteen games together healthy, the sky's the limit for that duo. Like Jaden said, he's a burner, but that's not all that he does. He's an underrated jump ball wide receiver. He can go up there and get the ball if he really needs to go up there and get the ball, even at his size, which is impressive. But he's obviously great at creating separation. He's a good route runner, and he has the speed. So that is another reason why he's on this high on the list. At number three, I'm going to put DeAndre Hopkins. I think he could have maybe top three hands all time, maybe, when everything's said and done. I mean, amazing. Knows exactly how to use his body. Catches in traffic. Pretty good at creating separation. I think him and Kyler are going to work perfectly. Perfect target for a young quarterback like Kyler in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. I think they're going to flourish well. I think the Cardinals are going to have a good season. We'll see. Maybe they can make the playoffs. They'll definitely make a splash in the NFC West and compete with the teams there. But at number – now, number one and number two. I've been going back and forth for a while because I was recently watching tape of both, and it's it's close. But at number two, very, very, very slightly. I wanted to put him at number one. At number two, I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Oh, I think one? What? Michael oh. Thomas is, I don't even want to say underrated, mm-hmm. but it's just, he's not the flashiest wide receiver, mm-hmm. all right? But the way that he runs the Saints offense is to absolute perfection. His attention to detail is second to none. His football IQ is second to none, especially in the Saints offense where he's, He's not surrounded by the best 
wide receiver talent. There's not really there's no not slouches there, but he's obviously the best player on that. I'd say the best player on that offense, and the way that he operates in the system is amazing. I think something that's underrated is name one thing that Michael Thomas isn't good at as a wide receiver. I'm not sure if you can do it because he's great at everything. He's an amazing route runner. He creates separation. He might he has right now in the NFL, the I'm willing to say that he has the best footwork in the league. I mean, his ability to be unpredictable with his routes because of his footwork, I, it's like it's a beauty to watch. It's it's like Antonio Brown level where it's just like it's like natural. It's second nature to him the way he can just manipulate his body with his feet and it's it's perfect. I think he can shift his body weight very well again, gets open, and he's good with the ball in his hands. He can make a tackler miss or two. He's got pretty good speed for a wide receiver, but he's also got size. He can go up, catch the ball in traffic. And I think when you pair him with Drew Brees, a master of accuracy at the position of quarterback, he can put the ball exactly where Michael Thomas needs it, and Michael Thomas can make that catch probably 10 out of 10 times, and that's why he was the reception leader. That's why he led the league in catching rate, and that's why he led the league in yards, and I think he's primed for another great season. I just – there's not enough I could say about Michael Thomas. He really – when you really look at the tape, it's just amazing because he gets a lot of hate for, oh, he only runs slants and such, or, oh, he only does this. He He's a benefactor of the system and because he has Drew Brees. But the guy is so you, amazing. You said he talented. led the league in uh, it's, cat, per- cat percentage? He was top five. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, my bad. He led the league among wide receivers is what I should say. Among wide receivers, he had the highest catch rate. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, there's not enough I could say about Michael Thomas. I really wanted to put him number one. Like, I, re- I was so close to doing it. But it's just, like Jaden said, it's Julio Jones. That's my number one. He's one of the most talented wide receivers of all time. I'd be willing to put him top five I mean, as far as so, pure so, talent so, goes. Because I don't know. Three, it's it's I'm debatable. Just, like it's, him, Randy, that, that and top. Calvin. Jerry Rice are all close in talent. It's yeah, all, Jerry Rice is close, but. It's, it's all what you want to. It's all what you talent? see. I didn't watch it. Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. I can't right. I, I've seen. I've seen Julio. I've seen Calvin. Like, I, they like, 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 I don't know. Damn, Jim Harbaugh is ugly. Uh, I, I put him top three. Johnny, I put him. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah. top three. Might be, t- might be two. Cause like, I think Randy's first. I mean, but go on. Randy did have that talent though, but. Yeah, I mean, what what is there to say about Julio Jones that hasn't already been said? Like I said with Michael Thomas, there's not really a thing you can name that he's not good at at the wide receiver position. Amazing talent. I think, like Jaden said, his career trajectory is going to 
it's probably going to end up tragic unless he can really get out of Atlanta because I can't I can't see a way of Atlanta making it out of that NFC South Quinn. alive, really. They do need to fire Dan Quinn. That is, that they should probably be should have already done it, but they're very just waiting up one, on more to-do list. one more disappointing year at the Jaguars. But that is my top five list. Again, I think Michael Thomas gets – Michael Thomas is really the guy I wanted to focus on here because going into this, I, I knew – obviously, you know, he's a talented guy. But after watching the film, it just – it stands out how amazingly talented the guy is. And if he has another year like that, I might have to – like, I almost put him number one right here. He has another year like that, I might have to bump him up. So, I think extremely talented. He's going to have another good year. He was really the focus of my list, but that's my top five. I recently like it. Hey, Tavy, could you go next? I got to um, kind of doing something at the moment while we're. Oh, sure. Um, well, uh, I want to I want to say my two honorable mentions. Um, I think that should go to Keenan Allen and uh, Allen Robinson. Both of them, my talented guys. Uh, both of them are underrated in my opinion. Uh, just. Not the best situations, you know. Uh, th- those are the two guys that I have. Um, and at five, I have Mike Evans. Um, physically dominant guy. Uh, like, very talented. He might not get the most receptions because of the talented receiving options on his team. Like, the. It's just he's crazy. You could you could see it when you you could tell that he was gonna be a talented receiver and a great player in the league since he 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 was playing with Johnny Manziel. Hey, um, uh, what college did he go to? Uh, Texas A and M. Okay, okay. He's just <laughs> just a crazy talented guy, um, and like. I understand having Devontae uh, over him, maybe, but I just, I just, I just can't do it personally. Like, I just feel like Mike Evans is that dude, and, and, and I think that, like, it's just he's crazy. At four, I have Michael Thomas, um, another guy who's talented. He had the receptions record for a reason. Uh, works great in the offense. Uh, just not a lot. Just, just not more that I can say about Michael Thomas that hasn't already been said. Um, the dude's crazy. Uh, he's gonna be a great receiver uh, career-wise if he if he can stay healthy. Um. And that that that's that that's obvious. Uh, at three, um, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hop is just—he's just—he's big. He's does, decently does he have fast. Running from the cops, hops. <laughs> um, running from the cops, hops. <laughs> um. Because we stole the thing from that. Nah, I can steal that. Never mind. Nah, but uh, great hands. Uh, 
great route running. He's able to move a lot, like like he's he he's gonna also be great career wise. I feel um at two. I have Tyreek Hill, uh, fastest fastest player in the league. Uh, nobody can keep up with him. Might be the fastest player to ever lace up cleats on the NFL field. Uh, he he he's an underrated jump on receiver. He's a good route runner. Uh, nothing more that can really be said that hasn't already been said about him. Uh, he, his career is going to be great, especially with the uh, quarterback that he has and his talent alone. Um, and at one is Julio Jones. Uh, pain in the ass being that I'm a Panthers fan, but uh, he, he did drop 300 on great. you guys. Oh, oh, my bad. He did. He did. Uh, James Bradbury still has nightmares about it because you know he, he did say <laughs> he did say it once. Well, but um, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, I feel like he's top th- top three most talented receiver to ever play in the NFL. Um, probably like 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 I I grew up watching this dude play my team and getting pissed off at a TV screen because of him. Not because of Matt Ryan, but because of him. Oh well, I love because, the 2017 like, MVP, man. <laughs> bro, Matt Ryan for no reason. Yeah, I'm sorry. He 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 called you a B word earlier when we weren't podcasting. 2016 MVP got shade for what exactly? Okay. <laughs> bro, but, Donnie, what do you have to but, say? Uh, Insert one girl from TikTok. If you can't run, why would you even be a corner? There's there's not a lot of corners. There's barely any corners or any DBs that can even handle him whenever he's on, whenever he's even halfway of what he usually is. Like, he's just amazing. And, uh, yes, tough. uh, Well... All right, I guess I'm right. Uh, my honorable mentions Billy. go to Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and Odo Beckham Jr. Boo. It is boo. But at five, I have Tyreek Hill. I know that's probably not popular. I, I really like Tyreek Hill. He's very complete. When you watch him, you're just like, yeah, this guy's in touch with his offense. I think the Chiefs got a lot of guys like him, but not like him at the same time. Like, they do stuff that he does, just, like, way worse. When you watch the Chiefs, it's like the Niners were game-planning their whole thing around Tyreek Hill, man. If you watch, and then biggest play of the game, 4th and 10, 15-step drop. And the biggest play of the game. Down the field, 40-yard catch. In between two safeties, they couldn't keep up with him. And I feel like that's something that excels him from the other guys. You know, I don't think he's he like he. Although he is still, he's very good in the contested catch. I know you got you all. You guys got that from me. Cause I've been saying it for months. But he's um, you know, for his size, he's probably one of the better ones in the NFL. 
you know, guys like Odell too, they they go up and get it, even at that five ten, five eleven frame. But he uh he I feel like here's the thing with Tyreek Hill. He's a really good route runner, but when I like look at all the other guys on my list, I feel like a lot of his separation comes from his just pure four two speed more than the routes that he runs, but he's still really good. And they, and that's the, another thing that they adjust for him because of his speed. He can, he gets uh, even like sometimes deeper routes just because they can't keep up with him. So you got to adjust your offense for him and your defense. Tyreek Hill. He's great. At number four, I have Michael Thomas. When I watch Michael Thomas, I see someone who's in touch with their quarterback. I see someone who, when I watch Michael Thomas, I'm just baffled by the way that teams don't double-team Michael Thomas. And here's the thing. I feel like his stats are inflated compared to other guys for a couple of reasons. One, in the offense he ran last year, it didn't call for him to go – exceedingly down the field and make those crazy contested catches. He, he had a couple. Tavy can tell you he had one late in the game that ended up pretty much ending their season. Uh, he had like he, he can make a big catch in the big moments. I feel like he, he at a point kind of gets force fed because essentially when, whenever he's open, he gets the ball. You know, I think that Drew Brees probably last year, maybe besides Tom Brady, it was a, stati- a statistic. It was quickest snap to throw, like ratio. Yeah, I think he was the second highest, just because Thomas can get open so quick. You just get in the ball and you move the chains. You know, he's really complete. You said you thought he was the best with his footwork in the league. I don't think that, but he's like he's probably top three in that he he's he's very sound with his feet. You uh, you know. This feed is probably one of the best reasons that DBs are confused. He, he used his hands well, too. He's he's a really good all-around receiver. I think that he'll probably climb this list from years to come. And if anyone in the NFL could probably break any of those records Jerry Rice broke, it's probably him because he just – he's a stat machine. And he – Depending on what happens there, who's going to be the heir to Drew Brees' throne, they they got a great number one to help out that guy. Um, at three, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> at number three, I have Keenan Allen. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, whoa, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. When When I watch Keenan Allen, I see Michael Thomas – but just a little better. And you can argue with me on that. Keenan Allen's the best route runner in the NFL right now. He's probably the best I've ever seen because he uses his whole body, and you can tell every route. Watch, you watch week one or two when he was playing the Lions. He had Darius Slay just, just looking for answers on how to stop him because – you, it's Darius Slay. He's a top 10 corner. You expect him to be able to guard this guy one-on-one. And he came out after the season and said, this is the toughest guy I had to guard. And he played Adam Robinson, Adam Phelan, Stephon Diggs. 
I don't think he played Devontae Adams. I think he was hurt both weeks, but um, yeah, or one of them was. I think one was hurt each week. And I watched a guy. I truly think that if they used him like the Saints used Michael Thomas, like if he was on the Saints, I think he'd put up just as good numbers. You know why? Because Michael Thomas gets the ball every time he's open. And a lot of things goes into that. Drew Brees rarely feels pressure. Michael Thomas gets open very quickly. And, you know, it's just easy go. You run your crosser, you're out, you're, you're dig, and it's just bang. Keenan Allen consistently has 100 receptions for 1,200 yards and six or seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns. Because, I mean, Drew Brees rarely gets pressured. Phillip Rivers was pressured out of his mind all last year. And he that's the worst I've ever seen Philip Rivers. And made stupid throws. I think that it also like he tried hurts throws his Drew production wouldn't think that he throws. had a legit number two wouldn't. that Philip Rivers likes. You know, I think Drew Brees makes a lot of the receivers better. But Philip Rivers, I think sometimes he focused too much on Mike Williams' one-on-one ability, although he's a solid receiver. When – and here's what happened when I was looking at these wide receivers films. And I'm like, okay, Keenan Allen, how does this guy know the corner's leverage so well every time he's playing? So I looked into his background a little bit. Do you guys know Keenan Allen in his recruiting class was the number one ranked DB in the country who had verbally committed to Alabama? Wow. I didn't know that. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. You know, it's like he knows what kind of coverage the DB's playing every play, and he exploits it. He gets open probably just as much as anyone else I see. And I just – he's probably the – in my opinion, he's the best short to intermediate receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's as good as maybe a contested catcher as Michael Thomas. I think that's something he's got him beat on. But if you watch Keenan Allen, you could see – this dude is manipulating everything on the DB. His head, the way he turns right. his head, it has DBs going like he he can drop his hips quicker than I've seen anyone do that. And turning and going the other way. So that's why I have him at three. And I think he's gonna have a really good year this year with Tyrod Taylor, or maybe eventually Justin Herbert if he gets a start. Just because he's just he just does everything extremely well. Their offensive line improved. Their team improved as a whole. But Keenan Allen's not like he doesn't chase stats either. You know, he's a humble guy. He he times before and said he could have three catches for fifteen yards and if they went he'd be way happier than if he had ten for one fifty and two touchdowns and lose. And I think that he just does – he just puts it all out on the field. He doesn't get the recognition everyone else does. And he's just yeah. – he's underappreciated. I, I'd go as far to say he's one of the – not just the most underrated receiver in the league. He's probably one of the all around. And then you go to two, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Just for the sole fact that I think some people underrate how – how quick he is for his size. He's like 6'2", 6'3". He 
gets separation on essentially every play. He's not double teamed. Um, he's he just mixed with the fact that he's got the best hands in the league, and it's harder for him to get open because he runs. He seems to run deeper routes than these other guys. He's not like a straight go ball post receiver where he's only going 30 yards down the field. But he he just he he just goes out and if you need a if you need a big catch in the big moment, Hopkins is probably the guy when you look at his whole his frame, the way he yeah. moves, the way he can manipulate with his hands probably about as high as anyone else in the league, as good as anyone else. And mixed with the fact that he's a great run blocker. I feel like a lot of these guys are really good run blockers. Maybe not Tyreek Hill as much. Guys like Mike Evans, who I left off the list, they're great in the blocking game. Uh, he he makes it easier for his other guys to get open, too. Because you always got safety help on Nuke. And they got the Texans have revolved their offense for years. It was it was Nuke and fast guys. You had Nuke and Will Fuller, Nuke and Kenny Stills when Will Fuller was injured. You got that's just how they run. And he's just he's probably he's probably had the best hands I've ever witnessed just because I didn't like really see Larry Fitzgerald at his peak. I think he's made the best catch I've ever seen against the Miami Dolphins that they didn't count a catch, even though it was definitely not offensive pass interference. And he just he he his production took a dip. He was he was fighting an injury a couple weeks. You could see he kinda like lost a step as he was battling with uh with the injury, I think it was something in his quad. But the is the amount of attention he go he gets is made besides Julio Jones probably most in the league, and that makes me transition to my number one, which is Julio Jones, just because he the the way he he can get separation on like any play. Um, he's six two. He's big. He's probably the best run-blocking wide receiver the league has. He's physical, yet he's still a top-five route runner in the league. The way he uses his feet and his his arms, the way he can angle himself to get a DB off. If, the, if he's in single coverage, it's just crazy. He's probably the best receiver I've ever seen. And he just – he puts it – on the field every week. I mean, that's there's a reason we're still seeing till this day. Julio Jones, he's 30. He's getting 1,400 yards. He doesn't get in the end zone because I think I've rarely seen a team ever average on Julio in the red zone. Like Austin Hooper, he he was the red zone guy in the for the Falcons, not really as a jump ball receiver, but kind of as like an intermediate guy because they – it just takes away. Julio Jones is getting so much attention. This guy's just getting wide open in the middle of the field. That's probably why he got his big contract with Cleveland. And he's solid, but he's not. I don't think he's worth all that money. But you got to wait and see what it – because, you know, and everything on the field is a factor 
And I think Julio Jones makes a lot of sense. That's why I have him at number one. On my top five. I just list. Okay. Along with everyone else. Well, uh, we had some disagreements there. I'm not gonna lie. I think I think Michael Thomas was a little underrated among the group. Well, clearly, with my list, you can see who I thought was underrated with the group. But it it all varies on what you see. It all varies on what you see, but to go to a. I'm not sure if it's going to be as controversial, but we could, could turn some heads with this one. We're going to have tight ends list. Top five tight ends in the league. Yeah, I got you. At least since you uh, ended. My honorable mention, I'd like to put hmm, – I put Noah Fant up there. That guy's great. I, I guess I'll put Gronk as an honorable mention. We haven't seen him in over a year. I don't really know how he'll perform. He, he he seemed to be like the same beast, but a different animal in his last year in New England. He always fights through injuries. Gronk's a tough player. One of the best blocking tight ends I've seen. So I'll put so him as honorable. Like, the best, like. Okay. Um. So I'll say that, and then I'll put on those for a second. Uh, at five, now five and four was tough for me, just because it's like, well, five through three, <coughs> five through three was pretty tough for me for the tight end, because you know sometimes I feel like, um, like. Like, these guys blocking kind of influenced it. Um, a guy I had at five is probably the best blocker. But, you know, he's the worst uh, jump ball receiver out of the three. And that's Darren Waller. He's he's very shifty. He's more of a, like, a rat kind of tight end. He's a, he's a good blocker. You know, I, I wouldn't, like, personally, I think him and his system in Oakland, you know John Gruden, loves running the tight ends on the intermediate routes. He's not like a go deep, just go up and get it over two people kind of system. He he likes fast wide outs and tough tight ends. That's where Waller really fits in for him. And I think he did it great. That's why he got his four-year 37 mil extension. Because he he's kind of like – he's kind of like a – like just like – Kind of like George Kittle, but worse at everything. Like a bit worse at everything. And I have him at five. And at four, I have Mark Andrews. Because when I watch Mark Andrews, I see someone who's – he's got a great relationship with Lamar Jackson. They know exactly where to go with each other. He – Mark Andrews is probably – when it comes to top three and just straight up just going up and getting it for the tight end position. And I think he was – he led the league in touchdowns or he was second to Kenny Galladay, I believe. He – just the ultimate red zone threat tight end. He He's a, he's not as great of a blocker 
but I think he does a lot well. He runs nice routes. You know, the other three ahead of him, they definitely run better routes, but I think he he's solid. He's really good. The tight end position isn't one where it's like – the tight end position is really top-heavy to me. You know, there's definitely a bit of a drop-off after two or three, depending on how you look at it. But he's – He's just an all-around really good tight end. I think he needs to get better at blocking because, I mean, he's definitely not the best blocking tight end in the system. Um, he's just, uh, you know, he's just a really good all-around tight end. I think sooner than later he could jump into the top three depending on how it all turns out. At three, I have Zach Ertz. Just when you look at Zach Ertz, it's just consistency. That's the one word you really got to use. You talk about the guy. He's he's just this tar- this Carson Wentz's security blanket. He can get open pretty much any time. He he doesn't really like he's good at using his body to block out the DBs. So then the ball just comes in his hands like like pillows. Like he doesn't like they don't they don't really stand a chance with him as much when he gets the inside leverage. He needs to work a lot on his blocking. I think that might be another reason why they brought in Dallas Goddard to help in the run game, although he's not phenomenal in his own right. But he's serviceable to the point. And he's just, just like I said, he's probably the most consistent, one of the most consistent tight ends in the NFL. You know, he's he's been banged up the last couple of years. You know, I think that really hurt the Eagles at a point last year, like, there were games where he'd get like 10 receptions for 130, but then there's other games where he only plays the first quarter and they almost lose. But they, they pulled strong and they they made it to the playoffs where he was playing with, I believe, a lacerated kidney. He got very tough, but I am at three on my list just because I think these two tight ends are in a league of their own. Two, Travis Kelsey. I think he's might be the best uh, just like – straight up receiving like I feel like his he's probably got the best uh I wouldn't say the best hands but you know it's pretty close he's he's just really good at disguising himself where he runs a lot of option routes to where he can cut the route off short him and Pat have that great chemistry you you just watch him and he's just sound on the field like he, you can't put a linebacker on Travis Kelsey I can't hold Travis Kelsey. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the best blocker. But when you see Travis Kelsey on the field, you know he could get 12 receptions for 150 yards and two I mean, touchdowns anytime you play him. You say you can't put a linebacker on the like, That's all you certain ones. Cuh. Like, I mean, you can't put most linebackers on Travis Kelsey, but, like... There's a select... Three linebackers you could probably put on Travis Kelsey and be confident that they could limit him. Take it like that. Only three? I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Only three. I mean, I just don't. Definitely only three. Like, no, who could really hold him? At one, I have George Carroll. The real reason I put him a one over Kelsey, he's just the phenomenal blocker you know he like with other guys 
you know, you see all the time. George Kittle is one of the best blocking tight ends we've ever seen. He's one of the biggest reasons why their running game is so effective. And it's just uh, he brings it every game on the field, and he puts it to good work. You can't really just uh, – when, like, you watch him, you're just like – like, you can't just, like, detect what he's going to do because – with other teams, you see, it's like they got a specific tight end who can't block very well, and you're just like, oh, he's not on the field. They must be running the ball. Like like a guy like uh, – I can't really think of it at the moment who's like a really bad blocking tight end. Evan but, Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's ta- – like he's not – yeah. I feel like sometimes when Zach Ertz isn't on the field, either he's injured or you know they're running the ball. That's an example you could use. So, um, yeah, Zach, uh, Travis, uh, George Kittle, obviously. He's just the best all-around tight end in the NFL. Point blank. You can't really just uh, – there's not really an answer for him. You know, he could have a five-reception game for 100 yards. Like, he had a game where he had, like, eight receptions for, what, 200 and- – something yards almost broke the record for tight end yards that's crazy a couple years ago he's just and he only did it in the first half he didn't have a reception in the second half so it's just it's really all when you when you watch the guy you see he's in sync with his quarterback i feel like he's got a worse quarterback situation than travis kelsey and he makes the most of his opportunity and you can't like when you watch him you're just like Okay, what's he going to do now? Because he's the best blocking tight end in the NFL, and he's what like one of the best receiving targets in the NFL. So it's just there's not really an answer for him. It's just if you can catch him on a bad play, that could really help you. Like in the Super Bowl, he had the play where he had the offensive pass interference. It was a, the undisciplined play. He He knows better than that. He didn't make the great play, and that was something that, at the end of the day, was a bit of a factor of why they couldn't get as many points on the board. They could have got three, but that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I think he's the best mm-hmm. tight end in the league, best all around. Toughest well, to game plan around for me, so I'll say, say him. Yeah. Well, personally, I have the exact same list as Billy though. Wow, that's so crazy. Hey, yo, I'm not, like not, not going to lie. I have the exact same list as well. Oh, my God. Like, uh, some honorable mentions. Not going to lie, low-key, same. How is it low-key? I am not going like, to lie. Uh, I have almost. Uh, the only thing, like, the honorable mentions. I'm the only one with a different like, list. That's crazy. No offense. Uh. That was Greg Olson. Uh, Greg, uh, Greg Olson? Fuck out of my ears with that bullshit. Uh, oh, that's that's uh, Damn! Uh, Austin Hooper? You know what? Yeah, you're always doing <laughs> 
Are you smoking dog food? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I do like Hayden. I think Hayden Yeah, shout out to the listeners. What the hell are you talking about? Because I saw Jaden. That was stupid. His name's Jaden. Bro, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. His name is Jaden, sir. His name is Jaden. Hurts the goat, though. Also, honorable mention. This is our summer. It's our tight end. I'll mark with. Yeah, I was going to say that. Probably one of the best. Yes, sir. Generational tight ends I've ever seen. He does it all. He's going to be better than George Kittle next year. Yep. Facts. Um, Jaden, tell Kyle Markway to follow the podcast, please. Hey, give us one on you on Twitter. Next time, facts, yeah. Next time that you uh, talk to him, see him, just be like, hey, bro, we got a podcast, please. I mean, we we don't go to the same school anymore. I don't care. Oh, you graduated? (laughs) Yeah, he was a. He was a fifth year too, so he's. Uh, he do be graduating. No, though. I'm talking about you. I'm... Long gone, but he just oh, left. I don't know. I'm still there. Nah, like he's okay. gone. I didn't say long gone. I said gone gone. But you the... All right, I got you. I got you. Ooh. No, I don't think. But, um, the same list. All right, so if everyone has the same list, does anyone want to? He said he, he said low key. Lied to me. Donnie, did yeah, you just say you had the same key. list? Nah, he has Ryan Darren Saito Waller and Mark you know. Andrews switch. How is it low key? If it's it true. He feels like he doesn't know. I mean, I really had them about even and couldn't decide. All right, all right. So you think you're cool with your homies? I was actually you know, just watching that. You don't get the reference, you're square, okay? You would Facts. I guess you think he is. But, um, so. Can I? I just I have one, one change that I think is going to be unpopular. I don't think everyone's going to agree with, but my honorable mentions are Rob Gronkowski and Darren Waller. He, I think Darren Waller could have a great year, and if Darren Waller, Darren Waller and this player are extremely close, extremely close. It is only the oh, fact so that I think that do. this player I'm playing. is going to thrive in his new system at number at number five. I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. I don't know. Yes, Eric Ebron I think is such a bad blocker. He was, so he was injured last year. But I feel I feel what you're saying. I would say um because two years ago he was the best tight end in the NFL. Touchdowns wise, at least. Yeah, he was out with a uh, ankle injury, but yeah, for that, I mean, I think catching thirteen touchdowns on sixty-six receptions, I mean, that's impressive. And he obviously is a knack for the end zone. He's a good route runner. I think he's going to work very well with Big Ben coming back, adding another weapon to that offense. I think he could be exactly the tight end that they need. 
because I think really with Big Ben, oh yeah, I think sure. they're going to be running. It really just depends amount, on, but I think they could really air it out. And I think if Big like Ben glass. comes back, a hundred percent. But most that dude's back though. Oh my god, his back is magnificent. A bit injury. No homo. His back is magnificent. His back is magnificent. But yeah, I think Eric Ebron's prime for a big year. Wouldn't be surprised if he ended Ball. up catching maybe 70, 75, 80 footballs this year. Um but yeah think perfect system for him really but then yep my four would then go Mark yeah, Andrews who I think has a great relationship <laughs> with Lamar Jackson like Billy touched on I think Lamar Jackson really really they have a very good tight end core and I think Lamar Jackson likes to take advantage of yeah, that. Yeah, they, they even drafted another tight end, Devin Rather fond of his number one Psych tight end. idiot. I knew you didn't know. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Gonna say that. But, uh... <laughs> That's okay. Anyways, number three, Zach Ertz. It's the it's the same story as Billy. It's not the best blocker, but a tough guy, physical, knows how to use his body. I think he's gonna have a great year with Carson's also fat. I think he's gonna have a good year with Carson Wentz. Like I said in um, last podcast, I think the offense is really gonna open up and allow Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard to get more separation. So I think he's gonna have a big year. Number two, I have Travis Kelsey. Amazing football IQ. Has an ability to find the soft spots in defenses and make defenses pay. Contrary to popular – I mean, not even – contrary to Tavy belief, apparently. He's I crappy. agree with no Billy that you can't put many cheese. linebackers on this guy because he's just that, he's just that good of a route runner. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean for it to be like – And number one – I'm going to go with George Kittle strictly because I honestly think he's – Ever. Him and Gronk are right up there for best blocking tight ends I've ever seen. I, I don't know. You could really go either way. I'd go Gronk personally, but George Kittle is an amazing blocking Rad. tight end. Like Billy the said, dude's nickname the is success Mostert. of like, Raheem Mostert, Matt Breed at Seven Cole in that running run. game. It is pretty gross. But that's you can credit that mainly, or at least give a big portion of the credit to George Kittle's blocking abilities. And I think in the open field, when he gets that ball in his hands, he's an amazing player. He has the speed, but he also has the body to just really throw guys around if he needs to. You could look at the the um the biggest play of the game: Forty Nineers versus Saints, one of the best games of the year. He's able to get the ball from Oh, especially Jimmy G Donnie. He loves that play. As he Donnie can tell you, that, as he, anyone can tell he you, loves he, he was George just, Kittle carry he had guys. He had guys bouncing off of him. My, my he bad, was my carrying bad. guys. He had to get face masks to be brought down. And that's probably the reason. That's probably the big play that won them that Forever. game. So You know, until he resigns. He's at number one. I think he's going to stay at number one for a long time. I don't see him slowing down. 
All right, are we doing the kickers yeah, list yeah. now? But that's the tight ends list. No, no we're doing the uh, the offensive tackle list. Uh, if you're going first. So... But yeah, the... Tavy. Huh? Are you going first for the top five offensive tackles? Tavy. Man, I don't even got that. What do you mean? I did. Dude, we yes. we. You got it. Good thing. Are you gonna tell you me idiot? you came unprepared? We're not doing that. <laughs> number one. I, I know. We briefed on number one, Austin Jackson. Number one, oh, wait. Matt Hurt. Oh. You thought we were doing that? Wow. What's the, what the oh wait for? Is it because he had to give his sister his bone marrow, so now she can make bone that's marrow crazy. children, and it's gonna get bad? Oh, that's not what. I'm sorry. That's that's stuff. I didn't mean it. That's supposed to be funny, Miles. Are you knocking my character? Proceeds to meant it. There's a little bit though. Well, I'd hope not. What? No. I am. That's like that's just as me. bad because that's a long word. You're a stand-up guy, Billy. Thanks. <laughs> I, I feel bad for making fun of Robin Williams. Me what? Jaden was there. <laughs> it was Justin, in the did you make FaceTime. Stop. We don't need to give out information. Yeah. By the way, right, take on number is. Right, that's um, not nice. If I remembered it, I would tell you guys. That's not the point. Oh, yeah. We so, that. can we get into the NFL rivalries for wrap up this Yeah, but before that, I want you to know that Miles' number is 508. This dude. Donnie's number is three three zero. Oh, hold on. Give me a sec. That man really thought he was gonna get me being like, no, no. <laughs> he did post for the six of you who are watching that TikTok live, and I got eleven calls from someone from the Hola. It gets pretty bad after a while. He's got a. Donnie, they probably won't call you. They probably won't call you. <laughs> this one is the one that Lane, we advertise Lane right. Lane Mixed Nerd kills himself after a bunch of people no, that's end up watching. We're getting slammed on ice. <laughs> oh, we're getting canceled. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Body on. No. no it's Jeff we're getting Bezos. so canceled. It's not even funny right now. We're going to kill their. their they're we can't do that, bro. We don't even mention oh, her name. God. Oh god. She is a banned word oh. in this chat. Dodge pussy. Oh. Dude. Uh on to the uh rivalries in the NFL. What what do you guys think is the best rivalry? Alright, so for me, my bad. Okay. You got it. You got for it. me. No, I, I thought that Tavy. I thought that Tavy was what? about to say something. That's why For me, paused. no one says anything. No, you My got bad. it. I told you that you got Tavius it. So you got it, bro. I mean, it makes sense. Tavy sucks. Nah, oh. Tavy was just. I said you're sucks. Mean. Idiot. Any homes? Yeah, and I said that you suck. Um, so that's a pause. I won't say that this is the I best rivalry, but Dude. I feel like this is going to be a very Whoa. interesting rivalry to follow. Over the next few years, and it's a rivalry that's already sort of gotten into our group, 
and that's the rivalry between um, Josh and Sam Darnold. It's mostly because I think that Sam Darnold's better than Josh Allen, and some people disagree. I feel oh, like both both the Jets. Some people do be hating on Sam Darnold. Jets Go. and Bills fans are very passionate about their quarterbacks. Both of them, of course, you know they came in together. Um, they both had their flashes. Um, they're gonna they're they're division rivals as well. So that that constant comparison between the two is gonna be very interesting. And I feel like it's gonna be a really good one this year because I feel like both of them are gonna have really good seasons. And now we're actually gonna see. I hope that both of them play all sixteen games so we can have a proper, you know, comparison between those two. But you know, hopefully, Sa- there's, there's Sam no the player, situation. you know, he- he couldn't finish. He couldn't do the whole year. Yeah. But. And plus, it, it, it's a you division nice that's it, it's it's a division that's seemingly wide open. I'm not I'm not going to say that, but it's it's seemingly open for the pickings, and I mean, both to me of these quarterbacks can wide. use that to their advantage to potentially boost their rating. What do you What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because I think that both of these guys are their franchises. That's their guy. So it really yeah. just comes down to who, which team can put the better supporting cast around their quarterback. So far, mm-hmm. it's looking like the Bills. But the Jets, I'm not going to lie. The Jets might have had the best draft to me on the surface. I mean, they uh, they got great everywhere. They got the two positions they needed the most to me. They picked up an offensive tackle. One with an extremely high ceiling, in my opinion, in McCoy Beckton. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not as big on judging offensive tackles on their athletic ability, but this guy is just – he's ginormous, and he's extremely mobile. He, he's – I think he probably has the second highest upside from the tackles in the draft, First. but he's going to be a bit of a project at the start. And they drafted Denzel Mims out of Baylor, who's – I think he's a, I think he's a high ceiling, low floor kind of guy. But I think Sam Darnold can get it done with him because, no shade to Robbie Anderson, they didn't have a really good number one last year. Because here's the thing with Robbie Anderson, I don't think he, I don't think the Jets used him right, or he didn't want to be, or he didn't want to be used in that type of way. He really just went deep all the time, and I think that he's extremely fast. He can work the middle of the field well. He needs mm-hmm. to improve in his route running. I expect him to do that in Carolina with his former coach. The GOAT. From college. Yep, Matt Rule is cool. See, get it? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. It rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. But, yeah, I think the Jets – and I think the Jets probably might have got the steal of the draft. They could have got the best safety in the third round. Just wait here to remember the name. Ashton Davis. That's another name from Hawaii. I mean, you but say that. Yep, what a why. What a why. I get that we all love Jeremy Chin, except for Donnie. He doesn't love Jeremy Chin. But we all love Jeremy Chin. We all love Xavier McKinney as well. And what, what, what round did we get him in? We got him in like. You traded up in the yeah, second round. Yeah, we second round. To draft him right before us. Every Redskin fan wants him. And you drafted him. <laughs> why? Because he's not. I mean, you said that he, yeah, he, he might be the best safety. In Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. Fuck my dick. Sir Miles. Kyle Duggar is probably. <laughs> bro. Proceeds to not be. But you know. 
Kyle Duggar oh. solid. First of all, I was not going to say anything about Kyle Duggar. He is, uh, I think he can develop. He's more healthy than Patrick Chung. (laughs) Uh, And plus, uh, not to talk about uh, D-Rugs, but Patrick Chung is on cocaine. Hey, yo. I'm sorry. Shout out Malik Monk. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah, we want want to shout out Malik Monk. He's not lying. That's what we want. Hey, Malik Monk type beat. Anyways, I mean, you know... He, he he has friends that probably listen to sports uh, and probably also do cocaine. Probably better than he is. Pause. Yeah. So okay. if you're if you're in a if you're in allegiance an alliance with with Malik Monk, please send send them a shout out. Packet. All right. You know we're thinking about him. You went to Kentucky. Probably. You're probably. You probably do wow, cocaine. So just, yeah, just screw his teammates then. Do they really right, like him? Like, like, like Michael Jordan slapped the shit out of him, bro. Like, the team. First off, Michael Jordan should have expected Except for Miles Bridges. It's nothing out of the ordinary yeah. for him. Yeah, Michael Jordan is not a very yeah, good... dude, we're doing lines. On... He's pretty bad. But... I'm gonna snitch I'm gonna snitch on you guys in a podcast in forty years. Not podcast, a uh, documentary. It's all about me, but we're gonna highlight the bulls. Uh, it was probably everybody I'm not gonna but name names, but you can very easily I mean, just look up Iceman for nothing since I said everyone on yeah, because he's good yeah, at life. If you if you the ice man, you gotta be good with some snow, you know. No, no, you no, don't. no. Ice if, doesn't if come from the, snow. I, I I thought that ice was more correlated with meth. I mean, I bet. I no, 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 no. I think you, I think you We're could. We're talking pro- about cocaine. Good What's wrong with meth? <laughs> I'd be what? I'd be willing to argue that he's a good. Because steer. you smoke meth and eat right? dog food. That's what's the problem. <laughs> Both. You see, Boom. you see, okay. Mike. G- Gary said it best. <laughs> Gary, yes, that is what's the problem. Tell, tell Gary I, I'm shouting him out. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Nah, bro. What yeah. Gary got to say about this? He, he probably thinks I'm an pops. idiot. Bro, come on, bro. Shout pops. What about Glenn? Gary is, is the goat, name? though. Glenn. Nah, it's not Glenn. What's your uncle's name? Greg. What about pops. That man really oh, Greg, thought Greg, that they I were going to My bad, Greg. birthday party. <laughs> Come on, man. No quagmire. No quagmire. Anyways. Um, yeah, what other rivalries you know, been thinking about? What 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 you guys on Team Donald? We were talking about Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Darnold. And Darnold. I'd. Team I mean, he's Allen. in the better situation. I'm on he Team Allen be because be he's not in the have the better man. supporting cast right now. And I think the Jets... Sam Donald, if if at... Yeah, yeah and I mean, he's, he's on got the, the way better time. coaching He's not a very good staff. coach. I mean, Hasn't I think Adam Gase is on the I always think that coaches that reason. kind of improve. He, he just doesn't make a Love Bell endorses our podcast because we said that. You'd love to see him do that. Um 
he'd, he'd love to see. But, um, yeah, I think he just, like you said, doesn't make adjustments enough. I think he didn't help the Sam Darnold out. He put Sam Darnold in a rough spot kind of where the if the Jets don't succeed, you know, like last year, it wasn't Sam Darnold's fault completely that they didn't succeed. They went 7-9, and nine and he only played 12 games. Mm-hmm. So, he could have played better. He there there's some mistakes he made. His coaching staff didn't help. He could have played better. He, he had a couple of he, Yeah, he finished the season 6 and 2. They started like 1 and 7 or something. Nothing really helped. It was something around. I think they started like 1 and 6, 1 and 7 and he just he went on a tear. He didn't put up phenomenal numbers. He he didn't turn the ball over as much later in the year. But he he needs Adam Gase needs to get better at making adjustments, and they'll have a shot. Sam Darnold will have a shot. I think at this team's peak, they could make they could even make the playoffs next year. But they have to be on they have to be on like they got to be in sync with each other. And I'm not sure if they will. And here's the tough part about it: if Sam Darnold doesn't succeed next year, he could be on the hot seat. Even if a lot of it's on the coaching staff. Why? He's three years and hasn't won eight and eight. And I think he's still – he's probably their guy. So, I don't know how that's going to work out. It's interesting to see. But you just got to give it some time. But at the same – but you never know because Jameis Winston Definitely. didn't succeed at all his first three yep. years. That is going but to be he, – he got his fourth and his fifth year to still be a quarterback with two different head coaches in those two years, I believe. So, it really all depends on what the management thinks of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah, so that's that's a rivalry. Um, Tavy, Donnie, you guys have any rivalries you'd like to shed some light on? Says Panthers versus the league. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's not really a rivalry, but it's a debate. Like I can't really think of a right. like like, like who's think? the best defensive player in the league? Aaron Donald or Stephon Aaron Gilmore? Gilmore. Aaron but, but a lot of people will argue Stephon. He's Gilmore. the best defensive player I've ever seen. Aaron Donald. I mean, Stephon Gilmore essentially locks up the number one receiver almost. I mean, every Stephon week. Gilmore is the best player of the year. I think Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL, let alone the best defensive I, player. I, I, I I can't I can't I couldn't agree with you more. But I've encountered he's, a lot of people when it when it all when it all is said and done, he's probably gonna be the best interior defensive lineman. And then, ever. and then and then maybe a top five defensive player of all time. You just gotta give it time. Even, even he though, probably won't even though, win and that's tough. Even though Keekly isn't in the league, I mean it's still a debate. On the weather, who who's be- who who's better and who was better, Keekley or Wagner? I think Keekley was is smarter than Wagner. I feel like Wagner has more is more athletic. I think. I mean, yeah, Keekley's probably a better player, but at the end of the day, um, I think Keekley had a better career up to this point than that. I think Keekley's a better player in general, like. But I mean, but, but I'm a Panthers fan. Wagner's got rings. Of course, I'm going to say yeah. that. 
Kiki retired early. I, but Bobby Wagner is going to have time Kiki to strengthen his legacy. legacy so. And he's, he's still staying with the organization. I mean, I can't blame him. Well, Bobby Wagner doesn't get injured as much as him. You know, he's got better longevity. But Luke Kuechly is, I think he's probably one of the smartest linebackers I've ever seen. I think so he's one of the smartest he's defensive got a lot players I've ever seen. Like, in general. Oh, damn. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Is that so? No, I got one. But... 49ers and Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, Donnie, do you obvious. have any rivalries? It's not obvious. Uh, I'm talking about what it is. But, you know, a, because... certain, a certain rookie said that they were the most perfectly there equipped player to guard a certain tight end. Oh, my God. Boom! I think that could be a good rivalry considering he got drafted in the uh, division. And that's Isaiah Simmons versus George Kittle. We're we going big on the player rivalry. Yeah. But yeah, I think. <laughs> Which. I, I do like it, though. I think that it's going to be. Yeah, I was, I was prepared to talk teams, but we've been talking about I mean, Isaiah yeah. Simmons Ooh. from his college, who looked like one of the better hybrids that we've seen. So, and he yeah, well, showed I, I was, a lot of confidence I, saying he's the perfect person to go against Kittle. They're going to see each other twice a year. I did punch my wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tavy Poole. I mean, I'd be confident if I was Isaiah. Yeah, I apologize, Derek Brown. He pooped his face. He called Derek Brown garbage for what? Like three straight days? Stop pooping your face. It was a decent amount of time. But Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, I think of that, that was inhumane on my he's mind. just one of the most talented guys coming out of the draft like that. I mean, he obviously you could know you you could gather up Except the snap defensive count. tackle because that's gross. He's played almost everywhere on that Clemson defense. He's an athletic freak. He um oh Clemson Travis Etienne. Oh, they're oh, running back. Scar. Clemson's running back. Clemson. We're talking national champion. Game. Yep. And he went in a foot race with that man and was step for step with him the entire way. I mean, his ability to, if you put him in the middle of the field, like the linebacker, and you just have him go wreak havoc in any way possible, I think that's exactly where he's best at. I think. I mean, he ran a faster 40 than Jonathan Taylor. He could go sideline to sideline with just effortless. Yeah, like exactly. It's I think him and George Kittle are gonna be perfect because they're both athletic freaks. They're both physical. Oh yeah, George. They're both fast for their positions, and they're both very. I will be back here. So I think Isaiah Simmons. The vengeance. Isaiah Simmons doesn't make the move. Stepping up to bat and calling out the best (laughs) tight end in the league. I think that's. That's impressive. That shows courage. And honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a um if there's a little bit of a a struggle in George Kittle for a little bit because seeing guys like Isaiah Simmons, I think he I think he's gonna integrate into the NFL seamlessly. I think just his smarts, his athletics alone, I think he's gonna oh, do great. Oh, and I think yeah, sure. I think George Kittle's definitely gonna give him fits, but I think he can go deep. 
exact same way, the other way around. Nah, nah. Let me say something. But if we're gonna keep it to going me, with this, the is like from player, an outsider in the fan division. It's very gross. Eagles, Cowboys. It's so pointless to me how how passionate those two teams are. They split the games every year. They're both garbage. Yeah. One of them, like, they get too passionate when we know one will win. Whoever won the first game is going to lose the second one. It happens about every year. Y'all Eagles got every absolutely year. thrashed. They got thrashed the first year, the first time this year, and they beat. And the Cowboys choked the second time. What what had happened to Carson Wentz? And everyone's like, oh, my God, his receivers drop every ball. That happened to the Cowboys. They couldn't catch a pass to save their life. It's kind of why Amari Cooper, I mean, I might call him overrated. He drops a lot of passes, but that's not the point. Um, they just, they just, I feel like they're going to go back and forth. Their rivalry in the division, you know, it's like the Cowboys Eagles has like never been this big before now. And it's really just besides, besides 2017, 18, when they beat you guys. Oh, uh, which one? Miles, when they beat you guys. So besides 2018, I mean, neither team relatively has success. So, so oh, 2017 was the year. Market. I mean, no, 17. My Rip bad. You. 17. Um, my bad. But besides that, it's like like the teams never the really have that much success. But two of the most passionate and annoying, Toxic stupid even. fan bases. Yeah, if you're an Eagles or Cowboys fan, come here. Let's debate. Chase Young is probably going to make your quarterback cry for the next 20 years. Yes, he's going to play 50 oh. years. <laughs> he's going to be like Dwight Howard and play 100 seasons. <laughs> shout out Dwight. But <laughs> shout out Dwight. Bro, no, not, not Dwight's please, life, please bro. He, he was tucking a time capsule. What do you think? That's got to be tough. Being black kind of and gay, bro. <laughs> in the 1800s? And he lived in Atlanta? Shoot. You know, they're not going to understand any of this. <laughs> so we're just going to keep... Bro. Bro. Wait, he's... Yeah, no. Who can sucks, yes. bro? He's going to come back to this a year later. He played in the 1800s. That's so... We're not... Oh, man. Oh, oh Tavy's talking about Tupac in a podcast again. again when we're talking about football. Alert. But yeah, Eagles Cowboys is gonna be a good rivalry. They're both solid teams. I I don't think I'd probably give the edge to the Eagles. I don't think either team is very that scary. They both have their flaws. I don't love the Cowboys coaching staff as much as a lot of people. I don't love the Eagles talent as much as a lot of people, especially on defense. I don't love their talent as much as a lot of other people. I think their offensive line's overrated, but that's not really what it's about. I just think that you know, it's going to be a pretty even division because all four teams have upside. Here's the rough part. If Carson Wentz can't stay healthy in other years, it's going to be looking very grim for the Eagles because I mean, it's just going to be rough. You know, Jalen Hurts is solid, but that team's going to be looking bad if he can't stay healthy. And then you got the uh, Cowboys is just like Dak Prescott's going to make them lose a lot of players. And you, we all know Jerry Jones isn't isn't like that. He's not going to let Dak Prescott walk. 
he's going to sign him to 40 plus million dollars a year and he's going to overpay and they won't be able to re-sign who, what, their offensive line? Uh, who else they got to re-sign? Yo, they're not going to be able to re-sign Leighton Van Der Esch. Like, like, Dak is going to fuck over the league, bro. Cause, I mean, yeah, I think that, in a way, Deshaun and Pat are right. waiting on him. That's what I've been saying since. I, even though, at this rate, I could probably see Pat signing before. I think Watson, I think besides, like, beyond belief, Deshaun wants to be a Texan. To me, um, and if, I feel like I feel like Patrick Mahomes would. Take, I don't think he's. Well, I don't I think, think he's willing to take a pay cut, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because it's different when you're the face of the sport. He's the biggest known star. He's the best player. I mean, I just don't. I, I, I understand what you're saying. But still, in the past, he said that he's not in it for the money. Yet, all these reports. But. They're not going to lie. They're not going to be in it for the like, money. Hey, Pat, take this five It's different when you're getting off it. Jared Goff. Book it. Like, Pat, Pat We all know if he was in it for the money, he would have just went and been the best baseball player. Exactly. Well, I don't agree with that because, I mean, really, with baseball. With baseball, you really just get. Well, he's like not. Okay, here's the, the thing. Draft. It's not. It's not a Kyler Murray situation because Kyler Murray, you can say I that because Kyler Murray could have been. Kyler Murray could have been top Imagine five, busting maybe that even first pick, even if. I mean, but yeah, I mean, 10, we all say even it. The only thing that's really better in baseball contracts compared to a quarterback a is long. the years. It's the length. You get more money as an NFL quarterback than you do as a baseball player. Yeah, help. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think Patrick. But Mahomes, as a quarterback, it's not. I mean, really I think like, the real thing Patrick, is like help. And all these like that. I think that that's the reason you would pick. Is gonna be guaranteed. Yeah, and like no it's other not, position besides thing. maybe a like, Bo Jackson your health, who was that running back. A lot more. Well, they have to fight injuries like that, and maybe Deion Sanders, but. He wasn't that great at baseball, to be honest. A lot of people argue that he wasn't that good. I. All right. All right. But Tim Tebow is probably the greatest baseball player I've ever seen in my life. But go on. now. But who just? I said? think Tim Tebow. Oh, I think yeah. I'm gonna give. You might have me there. Ooh. I don't know, man. Over Andrew Benintendi. Over Benny, I don't know, but Kyle I'll give I'll give you guys a player rivalry and a team <laughs> rivalry. So first off, I, first of all, Kyle Vannoy, uh, we were we do You'll have probably some split next year, but we'll all right, see. we're gonna come down to Miami, <laughs> kick your asses. I'm letting yeah, you know that now. I'm a bit disappointed in, in your choice to go to Miami, but that's your choice as a free agent. Um, and what I'm going to go with is a rivalry that's been really headlined in the 2000s, and I think it's going to pick up steam again. It hasn't really yeah, lost steam because of the animosity. I'm going to go with the Ravens-Steelers. I think 
These are two teams, when they play in the prime time, you're watching, all right? You're invested. I think they're two teams franchises that don't necessarily like each other. I think they're both going to be on the up and up. That's what I I'm think, saying. Especially I don't think the, if in the, the Steelers future, don't get it's going to be really to see what the Steelers want to do with their quarterback the position. Say the Steelers are an all right team next year. Okay. I think that, like, maybe I think they'll make the playoffs, but say they get like the 20th pick. Ben, Big Ben tells them he's retiring. I think by then, Justin Fields will be known as the third best QB in the draft. You can. Maybe trade up to get him. You know, it's it's all about how this college season, if it happens, turns out with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big factor. They didn't draft a QB. A lot of people thought they would. I mean, they had more, more chances that Jake Fromm I feel decided like not to go at it and Jacob Eason. But. I feel like there are four uh, QBs that can, like, that, that, that. I mean, if you're thinking about it, even if they don't get a top three QB, they're still. I mean, there's still there's other guys. It's just a lot of guys have to prove themselves. Sam Ellinger had a good first year and then didn't come out and perform as well in his second season. Brock Purdy's kind of just been like, okay, he's got talent, but what does he do with it? You know, these guys got to go out and prove it. JT Daniels, I don't even know if he's going to be the starter. I don't. I'm not a big fan. Jamie Newman, the other Georgia quarterback. He was decent at Wake Forest. I don't know if he's going to be the starter. You got to wait and see on that. Um, but maybe they could wait an extra year and go after a guy who I personally love from North Carolina. Sam Howell? Sam Howell. He's a monster. You know, there are going to be other guys after that. But it's all about what they see. I don't think – I think this is Big Ben's last hoorah. So – yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He he didn't look great at the start of last year. When I saw year. him, I was like, okay, he's getting worse. And then he got injured. So, I wouldn't doubt if he came back and had a big year. I don't think he's going to be like an MVP guy. Maybe he could win comeback player of the year. I wouldn't bet on it, though. I think that their team is going to be focused as a running team who can get the ball after shifty receivers and make the plays when they need to with great defense. That's what I see in the Steelers. Definitely. But I think, it obviously, like you said, I think the future matters a lot. But if they can keep the future going, especially in this year, where I think, as we they said, win that division. I'm sure as we'll touch on in future podcasts, I think the Steelers can the Browns are going to be sneaky with the Ravens them. for the division. And I think that that means that those games that are already Ravens and Steelers, those two teams already hate each other. There's even more animosity there. And I really think in the AFC North, all right, now there's there's rivalries in every division, right? And you could say the NFC East also has very passionate rivalries. But those used to be the big – The rivalries between the the Browns, Steelers, No, my dad was telling me maybe it's probably because he was a Redskins fan, but he fought in like the 90s and 2000s. Even when the Redskins weren't like a great team, that Redskins Cowboys, the fan bases hated each other more. They're like literally made to hate each other. Like they, like now it's looking like the Redskins might be Redskins Cowboys isn't a very good one because the Redskins were just a losing team for so long. But he told me that was like the biggest rivalry. Oh, this nigga Jaden fell asleep, bro. Fuck. 
Fix, fix, fix. You know, I wasn't going oh to address it, but I heard it. I've been hearing He's it for like the last ten minutes. And we're going to have to release it because That's we were still talking. But, uh, yeah, bro. Right. But to go back on that, I think that every division's got their rivalries. Some have fizzled out. I think the Bears-Packers is always going to be a big one, even bro, when those teams like, aren't good. Like, even though the Cowboys and Redskins aren't, like, as good of teams, like, the rivalry still, like... It's still it's there. there. The Redskins... Us as fans, lie, 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 essentially, lie. What? some Redskins what? fans kind of get me angry because they're like, "Oh, you you seriously hate the Giants more than the Cowboys? Are you serious?" Like, like, what other two? What other two teams are literally made to be a a, a, a rivalry? First like of all, just look at like Cowboys. their 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 logos. Right. The yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like by the Cowboys, Redskins, they they're they're, mm-hmm. they're literally made to it. hate each other. Like what? Yeah, other I don't teams, know. What other two but teams are like? I that? think I think that they're gonna definitely the rivalry will pick back up when the Redskins that might start be like getting the, to be a better team. That might but, be like the biggest rivalry ever, maybe because it's it's litter in the sport, right? Yeah. The, the sport, yeah, the sport. They, they definitely hated each other. They you haven't mean, like, you mean in the been sport, a rivalry as long as other teams like Bears Packers is probably up there just because they they got a good like. 40, 50 years on that rivalry more yeah. than the Redskins-Cowboys because the Cowboys were an a- an AFL team, I believe. And they came in with the merger. Although they came to the NFC, weirdly enough. I think, no, they might have been an expansion team, actually. But, yeah, the, I'd say and a lot of people love Giants-Eagles because they've been around since the beginning. But, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a big... It's a big one. You know, the Patriot fans seem to hate everybody ever in their division. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all hate you guys. but Because everyone um, seems to hate us. God damn, now. Jaden, if you're going to snore, could you quiet now? Come on, bro. Shit. I'd be, um, no, going I think. Since you cooped. I, it's hard. I I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I think it's hard to pick a rival for the Patriots because there's there's multiple teams that have competed for the AFC with us. No offense, you, multiple, guys you could go with the Jets, but I, offense to Jets fans, it's been you guys. You guys have other than 2010, Austin Sanchez pulled off the upset. And you know we, we play very close games in the regular season. And I will really give you that because at some times you guys can give us runs. You guys can give us a run for our money. But we've embarrassed you a fair share of times. And I think at this point, it's not necessarily a competitive rivalry. So I don't know if we could say the Jets, the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I think, would be a more competitive rivalry. But I don't think the animosity is there with Patriots fans and Dolphins fans. Patriots fans and Bills fans. Bills that might be the phenomenal. one to be honest because when I Bills Who fans hate Patriots fans and Patriots <laughs> fans feel just about the same way. But I think the Patriots like we like it's cliche, but it it won't be like this anymore. Maybe unless we can hopefully continue to 
have a reign of dominance, but it was really the Patriots versus the NFL. You wanted to see us lose, and it's understandable. It's understandable. And you guys might have seen the end of the dynasty. Hate it's to up say to it, a guy named Jerry Stidham. I mean, hey, I did, I did Stidham and the boys can lead us on to a new they've job. Been like, just because they were an expansion team. Maybe. I mean, like, they, like, they haven't like, been around that long. I mean, like I, I didn't want to bring it up, but, but, like, I feel like it, it's there. And, like, I feel like I hate the Saints more than any of you hate I another mean, team. I, I, I can probably disagree. Doubt. I hate them, dudes. I, I hardly – I doubt it. I, doubt I hate it. the Seahawks I don't so know. much. I, I, I really, I really hate the Giants and Jets. Like, I really hate the Giants. That's just you being a – that's just you being a hate – just <laughs> you being a future fan. Future that's is the coach. That's just a shit. Like, 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 your character. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, 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 I hate I I'm hate getting them. backpacked I don't like by Drake. Play. I don't like any player oh. that's on the future same Future is the goal. Like, I don't like any of them. I'm I, not gonna, I'm toxic I don't think I've ever liked the player. I'm not going to I guess. I still believe that Michael Thomas is great. I still believe that Drew Brees is And the Rams. I hate the Rams so much. I don't think I've ever liked the player on the Jets. I don't, I don't despise the I don't Steelers. Even really respect, like, 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 on the field. Yeah. I mean, we can debate this for literally years. I hate the Cowboys more than. I hate. The... I guarantee. I it. am willing to say that I think. I mean, I'm I think just, Billy I hates the Cowboys that. more than I, I we expect... hate any team, and that's coming from me, who hates. Um, hates every New York sports team with every bone in my body, and I think when it comes to football, I really don't think it's debatable. I think this yeah, man, yeah, but too, Billy, has a disdain, bro, a bro, hatred bro. I, in his heart that, for the Dallas like, Cowboys, how many, how many their organization, Cowboys and anything that ever touches life. A lot, not a lot, but essentially, it's take the it like Cowboys, I mean, the team but, but, but known as America's team. I, I take it like this. I live in the It's the Cowboys, yeah. Where they don't have a football team and it's right next to Louisiana. I live an hour away from Pittsburgh. I never liked the I never liked the uh, Saints. The majority of football fans I know are Pittsburgh fans and I hate like Pittsburgh. My, my entire school consists of Saints fans. I haven't met one non Saints fan that lives here. And I, 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 and they're just so obnoxious talking about Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league, all that dumb shit, and and, and they just they are eighth graders. But here's the they just spew that shit, bro. <laughs> He's the best QB. I'm surprised ever. they're not talking about Lamar. Party, take me to Pluto. Uh, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Whoa, Jaden, shut up. Oh, dude. Like, yeah, it's essentially it but goes yeah, like Billy, you were talking about your your in and life then else. But I feel like out Cowboys of the everyone fans. else, it goes like Seahawks fans just because of the bandwagon years with the Legion of Boom, and then Cowboys fans. I've beat up numerous Cowboy fans for disrespecting me. And my favorite organization. I won't put my Cowboys hate anywhere never met near a, Billy's. Never met a good Cowboys. Okay, but half of my family is full of Cowboys fans. Thanksgiving I mean, is gross. It's really, it's really, I mean, they lose every other year on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is so gross. The gross thing. They they just 
that put the game the on. Thing. Bro, it's, it's Cowboys. Somebody won't watch that. No, no. Oh, we like watching them lose. They're they're losing. I mean, I'd rather watch entire the, I'd rather watch just Cowboys. Angry. I'd rather watch the Cowboys. No, the gross thing about the Cowboys is that they anything. they literally lose half their Thanksgiving games, and the refs literally cheat for them no, every see, Thanksgiving. Now here's how every Thanksgiving goes. That's not a debate. Watch Thanksgiving games and tell me every, that they don't cheat. For everyone the on my mom's side of the family is Cowboys fans, except two people. We have one Eagles fan and one Ravens Bro. fan. That's so fucking like, like, like you know they grew up just trying to be difficult, bro. Or the fact or that we live not. in Ohio oh, and Philadelphia makes way more sense than Dallas. Bro, but still, it's growing up around Cowboys. Or the fact like, that my bro, uncle, who's also an Eagles bro, fan, liked them because of Michael sense, Vick. Bro. Michael uh, Vick was better on the Eagles than the Falcons, but that's a debate for another day. Uh, shut up. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> Does it get canceled for saying that Donnie's Donnie canceled for Jamie? I mean, it's not wrong. I would we get canceled for truth? Did you even make your cheesecake? Rip. No, bro. These stupid idiots lost the pan. <laughs> okay. Imagine losing a pan. Jaden, shut up. I'm sorry, Gary, that you have to listen to your son do this. I'm sorry, <laughs> Gary and Greg. I, I know y'all did way more work to raise him better than this. <laughs> okay, now that's so disrespectful. <laughs> no, that's bro. So much work. That is so disrespectful. No, like everybody. They did a lot of work to raise him better than this, and he failed. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Do you know how that will you're, you're essentially questioning their parents. No, like, I'm saying they did way too good of a job. It's, it, I'm saying they did way too good of a job for Jay. How would you even know? Because like, I know their character. Oh, yeah. What's Gary's favorite food, idiot? God, stop asking he loves lemon question. pepper wings. You're an idiot. Wait, that's oh, Greg. Is stupid. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> What? See, look at what's going on, man. Look at what's going on. Same Gary, thing. from the bottom of my heart, I'd really, I'd yeah, like, truly just, like We should probably yeah, cut it, bro. We, we do apologize. We might have to cut it's, it. It's irrational. I wanted to, to talk about, I wanted to talk Nobody about to talk Brady about versus Breeze. Brady, Breeze. Yeah, I my players. Yeah, he's not lying. But. Greg and Gary, we really appreciate y'all listening to our podcast. We're sorry for this idiot. Um, 